Hello. Welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Ears. I'm joined by Harry and Voice of Wales. Howdy. Hi. Hello. Shamai. Shamai. <laughs> Hello in Welsh. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I'm never going to learn a word of it, am I? Well, you just did. You just did. <laughs> There's a Welsh character in Dark Souls who says, uh, Shamai. Yeah, whenever you, whenever you <laughs> interact with <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like we can't say it so we've got to that's their word I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it yeah, we <laughs> they're reclaiming it yeah but anyway today, cultural appropriation hey I'm, I'm 1% Welsh I'm allowed to uh, whatever like that. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about conscription are you actually serious uh, a Welsh roundup and also beanie time is approaching Welsh roundup what we're going into the we're going into the valleys boys uh, gonna get them, them down Welshmen Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I didn't copy the because I didn't. I, I didn't know she changed the name. Welsh schools of sanctuary. Is yes. What you're talking about. Yes. It was listed as Welsh Roundup, so I just went there. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of announcements to make though, which is that um, we'll be doing Lads Hour with Voice of Wales, obviously, after this. So once we finish half an hour, go get some tea and biscuits, come back, and we will be talking about how the politicians should be buried. Now, for legal reasons and to not get shot, uh, they all will die of natural causes, obviously, because all humans die eventually. And then we're just thinking about what they deserve as a burial ritual. That's that's all that's going on there. <laughs> we good? All right, good. <laughs> Should be Fed fun. posting IRL will prevent, uh, will go at three o'clock. Yeah, that's yes. fun. So half an hour after this ends, Team Biscuits come back. And then tomorrow as well, I have to make an announcement that we have the Gold Tier Zoom call. So if you're a Gold Tier member or would like to be on a Zoom call with us and, and ask some questions, that's how you do it. Become a Gold Tier and then you join the Zoom call. I mentioned, have I mentioned there's a gold tier Zoom call? I'm, anyway. I'm probably going to be there, so if any of you don't have gold tier yet and would like to come on and tell me to cut my hair, as has happened a few times, then, you know, you can... <laughs> really? If you extra quid, yeah. It's happened, uh, I think, two or three times by now. I only ever see positive comments about your hairstyles, to be honest. Oh, well, you know, those are the only ones I pay attention to, but a few people are intimidated <laughs> by it. Intimidated. Anyway, um, that's the announcements. On with the news. So, boys, you'll want to die for Ukraine, I hear. <laughs> yeah, not even for our country, like <laughs> no, we're not we're not dying for Britain. Hey, that's, well, that's not important. hey, 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 Russia is pushing up against our borders right now. They're just on the coastline. They're uh, throwing out oh, all the migrants well. from those rubber dinghies. <laughs> they're saying, "Make way, boys." So, for people who don't know what we're talking about, we're not we're not talking about um, the obsession over the Ukrainian war and the different perspectives, and that's that's a whole conversation that has valid points on both sides, of course. But we're talking about what is happening in the UK, which is there's been a massive discussion that we all need to get conscripted because the army doesn't really exist anymore because no one's signing up. And the idea is that we need this because a war with Russia is going to break out between NATO and Russia any minute. Trust me, bro. And the reason that the army doesn't exist is pretty obvious. Um, well, it's the same thing in the United States. The uh, <coughs> white people don't really want to fight. Do you know what? It's not just white people, though, is it? It's the native people. Yes. So the wasps in America and the English... And yeah, Scottish, yeah. I, I have a different angle on this because, um, first of all, they abolished some great regiments in the British Army, and the the um, the concept of, say, for example, uh, the coal streams recruiting in Birmingham and certain areas, you don't see them there now because it's all gone to crapita. Sorry, capita, uh, <laughs> recruiting, and you fill a form in. You don't see anybody that's in forces. You don't see anybody that's in the army. The only time you ever see them is actually when you see the reserve and they may be in a, a town with a little porter cabin for a, a couple of days. Yeah, That's the only time you see them. Whereas um, when, uh, when I signed up, I went to Oldham uh, Careers Information Office. The Royal Air Force was there. The army was there. 
the Royal Navy was there, and you saw people that had done the service, you know, usually of warrant officer rank, um, and they could tell you where they'd been around the world, what they've done, et cetera, et cetera. Actual community interaction. Actual community interaction. So that's one. Two, um, the last defense round, um, um, when, when you go to places uh, like um, Bisley, um, uh, sorry, not Bisley, that's the, that's a, the, the range, uh, um, Purbright, which is, which is where they go, you see all the recruits with different regiments, regimental berets on and different regiments, and they march out, and you, you're not part of any regiment. And, and that's an American style that we're not used to. You know, um, you, you, when, you see, when you see Zulu and, 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 uh, and the, the film, um, and you see them all of one regiment, and they're all standing for their own brother next to them, mm. that's where we've gone wrong. Um, I, 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 one of the reasons we've it's, 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 one of the it's, it's one of the reasons for sure. uh, it, it, it is the point I'm not I'm not getting at just this is a pure ideological thing there's obviously lots of failures throughout the entire system of this point. yeah I mean capital you mentioned I mean, for people who don't know absolute disaster of a company I mean they are actually responsible for that stupid poster campaign you may remember that was like zoomers we need you yeah. to be selfish in the army like, the hell is this <laughs> just bad ideas but, well, uh, yeah, you're right. And I, but the I, fundamental being, if you can't get people into the army, yeah. then there isn't, there's nothing, because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, but you, you, uh, again, you, you know, you, you, you've got the, the army slogan, be the best, was, that, was there for years. It was there when I started, and it had been there for years. And now that was deemed too elitist. Yeah, too so el- well, what is it? That- I be, thought we were elite. <laughs> be, is it be second best? Be no, runners up? But the, uh, the British Army's advert for a while was, it's okay to fail. And you know, it's, it's, quite, it's okay to fail because then you try again, you fail again, you try again and fail, and then you get it right when it matters. But, you know, when, when you're retreating, the, the, the high command is going to be patting you on the back. Oh, good chance. Yeah. Good try, bros. Good try, yeah, but we're all dead. There's, there's, you know? no, <laughs> there's no award for second place in a war. No. And, and that's exactly Well, there it. are. They're, they're, they're bullets. <laughs> Tombstones. Yeah, but the the point here being that uh, there's been massive shortfalls in the United States military that have come out, and they have the specific numbers. We can talk to at least this, which is that of the other groups, non-white groups in the United States, recruitment is about the same or increased slightly. But of the white recruits, which makes up the majority group, that's halved mm. in a single year, halved. Yeah, and it's been going down already as a trend. And in the UK, we have a similar situation going on, but with the added context of the military in all branches being actively anti-white, this story yeah. being an RAF one we went over. Yeah. And but, this but, brings us on to what we're discussing, just to make it clear, which is that uh, a bunch of news outlets started rummaging this story that Brits might be called up to fight in an all-out war with Russia as the military is too small, Army Chief warns, right, LBC there. And they weren't the only ones. A lot of media outlets went with this. Mm. And then there's the response, which um, I think you're hinting at perfectly, which is people being like, yeah, no, this isn't a surprise. And... Just conscripting everyone. Well, let's let's see what that looks like, shall we? Because a lot of people were a bit confused. I mean, why are they putting this out exactly? There were some theories that this is just the Ministry of Defense trying to find out what the appetite would be for conscription. That this is some kind of you know test of public yeah. opinion. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I think it's probably more likely that. I mean, this article from 2018, just talking about the fact that it's really hard to get people into the army. It's continuously being more and more difficult mm. because of all the problems. I think that's that's probably more what they're getting at is that if they needed to radically increase the size of the British military, yeah, if you want to do it volunteer wise, I don't think there's actually the capacity. 
or at least not the skill to get that done. Well, yeah. they've, they've, they've actively campaigned to discourage white people to join the army. You know, I've seen, you know, it's okay to cry in the army. It's okay to pray. And what you've got is, you know, a lot of white soldiers walking with a Muslim soldier and then they're in the middle of the hills and the, the Muslim needs to pray now. So he gets his mat out he, and then all the other guys are standing there waiting, like sitting ducks so this guy can, can the, pray. And it's, you know, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not a pretty sort of idea anymore to join the army or something to be proud of, what it seems. Well, that, that's, that's a consideration you have to take into account as well. If you're thinking about joining the army, especially it being... Young men, what they're looking for is a sense of belonging and fraternity. They're looking for, like you say, to be able to stand side by side with someone they consider to be their brother who they would lay their lives down for. Mm. If you know that you're going to join a regiment and somebody because of their ethnic background is going to have some kind of advantage and can cry wolf at you yeah. and can get special, um, special needs for them for, to be able to pray at certain times, you know that that situation is now unequal mm. in a way where everyone of the regiment should be on even footing yeah. with one another. Yeah. You're not going to get that fraternity. There is going to be uh, resentment that mm. builds up. So it's not offering Maybe. that same dream of brotherhood to young yeah. men. Yeah. But, but I mean, again, uh, you know, and it, it was quite hard. All the guards' regiments, you had to be above six foot to join any one of the guards regiments. Then you got our now king saying there needs to be a few black faces in the, in the guards regiments. But if your regiment has been going for 400 years and you've recruited in specific areas for 400 years and you've got your grandfather and your great-grandfather and your great-great-grandfather going into that regiment and then they're now saying, sorry, you can't come, but if you've got a black face, you can. That's destroying the regimental, uh, the, 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 the whole history of that regiment goes like that. Yeah. You know, uh, the, a couple of, about 15 years ago, there was a, there was a guy that was commanding the uh, Trooping the Colour, and he was called Julius Caesar. And he's been the third Julius Caesar in that regiment by his grandfather and his great-grandfather. And it's that kind of tradition yeah. that, that that's what keeps a fa- a, a, either a county regiment or, or indeed a regiment. You know, it's, it's just part of it. There was a it. time where people were proud to die for that regiment. But, it, but it, it, it's the snipping and the snipping and the snipping and the snipping all the time. And then, of course, you introduce the mix of, of women into the forces. And the, the Royal Marines are the only regiment, well, the only corps, actually, that says, nope, if you can get past this... Yeah, we're not lowering the standards. Yeah. We're not lowering the standards. But that standard has been lowered for, for nearly every other regiment. And I think you're right to hit on that it's it, a lot of different points have contributed to this. It isn't all of a sudden. Of course, the ideological perspective that diversity equals more goods is the fundamental failure here. Mm. Because as you say, you go from something that's like an extended <clears throat> family and has a long history and, and roots within the community. And then you just went, nah, screw that. I, I want the civilian world's obsession with diversity shoved into it. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it, on a lot of fronts this is caused by this, but it's a lot of small things. It's not just You're right. I mean my, uh, on my son's side, um his um his grandfather um was Welsh regiment wounded in uh in France and there is a plaque on a bakery where he held his stomach together for 3 days against the the bakery whilst he commanded his platoon. And I know that because um, my son's been out to see the grave and also that plaque. But also, I've got a three-page letter from the from the commanding officer in Clenetley, um saying that it was it, he was one of the finest and courageous NCOs. He was a leader of his men, and he was very very sorry to see him go, and that he 
you know, in a civilian life, he was a, he played for Flanathley Town football. And it's that, it's that that kept, you know, it's, it's, it's more than small pieces. Yeah. It, that mm. tradition, it, it goes back, it flows through people. And once you cut it, which is what they've done, it's very hard to it put it to back. Well, yeah. it, on, on that point, it's like in, in small towns, um, in, in Nantwich, for instance, in the town centre, there is a world, um, a great war monument of all of the people from the local area who died. And you can look around it and they've got all of the names listed and they're still surnames that are in that local area yeah. because yeah. it will be family members that people still there lost themselves. And that inspires people to think that they died for a cause. Yeah. They died to protect me so that I can be here right now. What you don't find on any of those old monuments, for the most part, unless there are specialized ones around London, is that you know you'll have a, a, a Mr. Singh Khan or anything like that listed on those. No, it'll be British names, yeah, yeah. because they're from Britain rather than the imperial provinces where you'll have them. Yeah. But moving forward, we need to get to this because this is the uh, defense secretary who came out immediately and was like, "Oh yeah, this is all about just getting people to sign up." So I think probably it's kind of a conversation about that, mm. but. Eh. This reveals something much deeper in British society right now, which is nobody, and I mean nobody, really wants to actually fight for this country. Yeah, yeah. And you can see it in the responses. It's interesting that if we're genuinely afraid that Russia is going to go beyond Ukraine and mount some kind of ground invasion of Europe that could somehow make it to the British yes. Isles. Someone's been playing Modern Warfare 3 right. too much. <laughs> they will literally advertise to supposedly our greatest threat, by the way, we're weak. I've so. just I've just uh, thrown out a challenge to Tice, who's been on another waff, weff, cretin, um, <laughs> with him, chaps, he is as well. Uh, and the fact is this: that actually, in 1989, when the Cold War, when the when the when the Iron Curtain fell in 1989, NATO had 16 countries. It had a buffer zone all around it because they were former East German, you know, East Eastern Bloc countries. Now we're right up against their border. So who's the aggressor? Yeah. Um, the, the NATO was a defensive organisation under Article Six of uh, uh, the Atlantic Alliance, and and we've gone right up to their borders. In in Ukraine, they have actually broken the uh, Kiev. Uh, sorry, the Minsk. I don't want to Roman rehash. Two. We don't have the time to sorry, rehash all of but, this. But but the, the but the reasons are multiple. It's not just that we've got a, we've got woke people in this country, and we have. But also, uh, there was a TikTok video yesterday of a Muslim lad, and he said, no, 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 I'm not going to fight for you lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and you can send all the right-wing fascists first. I'm sure we'll see plenty of those as we go along. That's what we're getting to. I just want to say, just for balance uh, sake, nothing else, um, on that point about NATO expansionism, those states did want to join for a reason as well. Uh, there are both sides to all that. But I don't want to get into that conversation. I want to focus solely on our island, because our island is more important to me than European affairs. So. Just real quick, um, population in the United Kingdom, well, 26% of it is non-white British. Uh, so of the army, what have we got? Well, you can go and find it online, and here's the data if you uh, feel like having a gander. It's the officers, they are 3% ethnic minorities, and of the other ranks, it's 11%. That's, that's the data. So you can go and find it. I believe it's down here. A little well, it bit. sounds like we need quotas to fix that. It sounds like there's some there representation go. going on. If there's a disparity, there must be discrimination. But the specific examples go even more extreme when you look at Muslims, for example. They're 8% of the population, but less than 1% yeah. of the armed forces. And so you would think that his message there about we need more people in the army, the demographics changing, the army says in that previous example that the demographics are changing. That's why they have a tough time in 2018 getting more people into the army. Not telling the full story there, but okay. And... 
So is this going to work? Is that what they're actually getting for? They want to recruit more ethnic minorities en masse and they're going to become the new uh, stock of the army in mm. the same way that Scots are disproportionately represented. Mm. Is that their goal? People who consider themselves our ancestral enemies are going to be jumping at the bit yeah. well, to fight for us. I mean, you could. But, you know, you could phrase it as like, you know, come on. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, good yeah. point. Die for the multicultural empire, boys. You know, the British Empire is still not dead. It's, it's live and well. So there we are. Die for just... your hate speech <clears throat> laws. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look at what people had to say. Die for the Communications Act. <laughs> Dr. Schola, someone who should be on the front lines and would love to come and fight for the multicultural empire. Um, funnily enough, not I, too interested. I'd like her on the front line. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what she had to say. Oh, it's too quiet. Brits will be called oh. up to fight in an all-out war with Russia as military is too small. Army chief warns. Which Brits? Oh, you must be calling to the native indigenous white British. Oh, you do you, baby. Not putting out rule Britannia. Because I know you aren't looking at me as Brit. Oh, no, 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 no. Not this fine black British born face, which you have consistently called non-native, non-indigenous, you don't belong here, you're not British, go back to Africa, your name is in English, deporter, deporter, deporter. But this indeed deporter. is a very serious situation. Whatever shall Britain do? Racist assemble! Come on! And then she plays Royal Britannia. I hate now, this can woman. somebody I cannot stand can somebody clip her saying deport her, deport her closer <laughs> to the closer to the camera so that I can post that back at her? Yeah, I can post it. <laughs> I can get in so much trouble on Twitter with a clip like that. Now, for people who aren't familiar, Shola is a Nigerian. Uh, Isn't she related person. to a royal family? Yeah, she yeah. is related yeah. to the Nigerian royal family. Yeah, who enslaved the black people? <clears throat> Indeed, they did. Yeah, yeah. And she lives an incredibly privileged life in the United Kingdom whining about how white British people are evil and all of our traditions are evil. Now, this is the exact sort of person the army have indicated they would love to hire. They would love to get the multicultural, uh, obsessed individuals to be on board. Otherwise, why else do they spend all their time with diversity and inclusion in that regard? She's not joining. Instead, her response was, hey, racist, defend me? Yeah. No. <laughs> how about no? <laughs> but that's her actual argument, is that the, it is. the racist need to die to protect my privileged life. Yeah. That's her actual worldview if you look at that video in sincerity. Which and, is amazing. And, and actually I didn't see I haven't seen this one. I saw another one of a of, of a Muslim guy doing it. Mm -hmm. But the same well, the same the same narrative. Isn't the same it? narrative. No, no, it's just the, I mean the thing the thing is these people are uh, <gasps> are, are, are these people are not I know right? I know. <laughs> are not as much as it may say so on a piece of paper issued by the government actually British. They'll yeah. make the argument when it comes to, you know, uh, having arguments does, with racists what online. What mean at this point? Yeah, it, just, well, yeah. It, it means that you've been classified by the Indian Prime Minister. Yeah, because this, this is the fundamental uh, conversation. They, they know that. They know if they go back more than maybe two generations, they have no ties to None. this. <laughs> Yeah. whatsoever and they will still be going on holiday in their native homeland so that's the the real crux of this issue because i think the united kingdom has had this problem where we're not really sure what british means because the official line is that anyone can become it yeah if you just get a passport in fact we are going to portray the public and import as many people as possible from the foreign lands and they are just the same but that obviously 
doesn't mesh with reality at any point because why else do you get these endless results? We so need, this we, is we need to make a documentary like echoing Matt Walsh, just called "What Is a Britain?" Yeah, yes. So this is a, a TV um, sycophant who was born in Leicester, um, a well, not very British place. No. And she's like, oh, she jokes. She makes jokes the whole thing. You know, thank God I'm from Pakistan about this whole thing, which. Um, <laughs> Okay, you know, you class. Well, I was only pretending to be stupid. See, in, in the in the American... oh, so it suits when it suits. Like, is she, does yeah. she class yeah. herself as British? Yeah. Are we going to be really making these posters like your country calls this <laughs> now? Save oh, in, Birmingham. In, in the American Civil War, both sides actually got people coming off the boat and mm. and conscripting them. So perhaps that's what we should do: open a recruiting center at Dover. Yeah, it's right there. Welcome, lads. You're in the army now. You're in the army now, and then stick them in Ukraine. So you got these responses endlessly. This is a local um, social housing enjoyer, I presume, who says that um, <laughs> why can't all those uh, racists handle? You know, they've got the the flags in the bio. Why are they not all patriots saying it's our country? Go and time to shine. Go and fight. It's like funny yet again. They're pe- these individuals' worldview, who presumably agree with the official state line that just anyone can become yeah. rich if you wave a wand. Um, they exist a privileged position, which they have access to this nation and it's it's set up. And in return, they offer nothing. And in fact, to hate the natives, think they're all racist scum well, well, and should die for them. They, they, I, I offer, made... they offer scorn. That's all they yes. offer. I, I'm, I made the joke that apparently British citizenship ends as soon as you exit the dole office. Mm. That's how a lot of these people are viewing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, but on that, like all the racists with the British flag and uh, the English flag, what about all the ones with the uni- uh, the Ukrainian flag? Surely they should be the first ones to go up, shouldn't they? Oh, for sure. They, they, yeah. They're supporting it. Yeah. Gary, Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Yeah, yeah he, that's he exactly could, what I mean. He could, he, could lead, and, and he could lead the ethnic force. I was going to say, they fill the quota on the diversity side then as well, because he is black. So, <laughs> Speaking of the, the country in question, I mean, this may recall you to actually think back to what happens in Ukraine, which is, of course, for some reason, while there's an actual proper war, they're not obsessed with recruiting women. Mm. You may have noticed those examples I gave you. It was women laughing about all this, which... Um, have you seen the videos of men being forcibly recruited in Ukraine? And then there's women laughing as the yeah, guy runs away yeah, from yeah, the yeah. description. It's like, that's sick. Yeah. But this happened when the war broke out, which is um, these local Ukrainian men were interviewed by the uh, uh, media. See, that's, the that's the face of an ancient Ukrainian. Let's yeah. not forget. Let's yeah. listen. He's indigenous. One Congo native saying he was discriminated <laughs> against while trying to board a train out of Ukraine. Take a listen. They even told us, like, we are going to give you guns and you're going to fight for Ukraine. I said, hi. We're going to fight for Ukraine. We are not Ukrainian. We are black. So how can we fight? How can we fight for Ukraine? <laughs> One Congo laughing at it is probably the, the proper reaction. Also, he's got a point there. Why would we give yeah. uh, like this guy a gun? Him? Why would I give this guy a gun? Well, why would you expect him to die for a land he's visiting? And that's the, that's the fundamental problem here. I mean, you can do the reverse, which is the, the Russian solution. I don't know if you've read about this. Uh, they just started raiding illegal immigrant areas and just conscripting them by force, which... Um, <laughs> Well, it's a way, a way to get your ticket, I suppose, isn't it? Is the British government going to do that? No. Well, the, no, the British government is doing that. No, they are. They, they actually are. They're, they're recruiting in Nigeria and other um, Commonwealth countries. And after five years, you get your, pass, you get your passport. And amazingly, at the four years and three quarter mark, they, they, they may well be married and they turn, um, this is a, a, an army thing, if you're, if you're a three, you're married. If you're a one, you're single. 
So at the three-quarter mark, they change it from three to one, and housing managers in the army have to go and say, I'm sorry, you're not married anymore. Can we have your house back? And that's the first thing they know about it. They then get flown back to wherever they come from, and the, 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 the new guy then has a British passport, and he stays here, and he's got a new life set up. Mm. Well, it isn't forced conscription, but... And that's more than... That's more. That's more than one person. That's that's yeah. been hundreds. But moving on, because that's um that's the response. You have these people who are told they're British by the official line. Um, they seem to be exactly the same as those in Ukraine who thought, "Are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to die for this." And then we have. I'll just end this um for the sake of time on the patriotic right. What have they been up to? Well, they're just producing posters, propaganda posters about how you should die for multiculturalism. <laughs> which <laughs> I've got to admit is a hell of a response. So yeah, for people listening. If you want to protect migrant social housing, join the army today. If you want to defend the erasure of English identity, join the army today. If you want to safeguard a new city of immigrants every year the size of <laughs> Birmingham. Yeah, um, this, this isn't a surprise. Uh, and this ends up with the situation being that the response to all of this is that literally every part of England's response was no, yeah. not being conscripted. Yeah. You've got, as they say, white cons refusing because they think the MOD hates them. Non-rights refusing because they think white cons hate them, and then progressives refusing because patriotism is cringe. Yeah, did, did you? This eat? isn't a successful a population what for a, a war. So was yeah. was the uh, was the one that you had from Juice? Was it the Photoshop he did of the inside of the helmet, and it's the London social housing? Yeah, I had uh, quite a lot of. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, remember, this is what I'm fighting for. Yeah, but there we are. Um, the, this conversation, I think, is a proper point of notice for a lot of people, <clears throat> which is that this society is so badly managed and functioned and its future is so poor in the sense of cohesion or any kind of vision, so it's just chaotic and full of, I'm just going to call it drama, the ethnic conflict, that when you actually come to a conversation of can we get anyone to voluntarily or even involuntarily fight for the army, no. Nobody wants to fight for this place because it is that much of an S show. Mm. And that's the reality. This is not World War One, where towns of boys are going to sign up. <laughs> Lie about their age to sign up as well. That is you know? never happening. And <laughs> that is the result of the political leadership. Well, unless, of course, it turns out that Russia has been uh, like, uh, gassing its own citizens or we start to see some new headlines about, guess what Putler's been up to this time, boys? Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I don't, because I've gone on for too long. So let's move <laughs> to Wales. Wales. So, yeah. Let's all move to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do, because we could do with it, because Wales at the moment is, is for everyone but the Welsh. Every time we come here, we've got a new story about Wales and, and where it's going. Now, we're going to touch on really quickly just something that Connor's already done in this segment here a little while ago with you guys. But since then, there has been some developments, isn't there? Yeah. So, Connor spoke about this. You can see the girl there, the video that was playing. And what it was, it was a school in South Wales in Bridgend, to be more, uh, I won't name the school, but it's in Bridgend. And they have had children who were basically given scripts to say and do. And we can put the video on. I've trimmed it down a little bit, but just to give the people who may not have seen this an idea of what it is, the one before this. Hello, and welcome to Wales. We understand being a refugee isn't easy. They go through so much. 
Fleeing your country is difficult, but Wales wants to help you feel welcome. The Welsh Refugee Council are here to help you. You can contact them here. Wales is seen as a nation of sanctuary. We welcome anyone and everyone. We recognise your skills and talent. The Welsh Refugee Council offers a lot to support, including... Not only this, but Wales offers free education and health care. There are many job opportunities here in Wales. IKEA works closely with the Welsh Refugee Council, providing jobs for refugees that come from all over the world. On the screen now are some basic Welsh phrases. Imagine being a 30-year-old Mohammed who's just turned up and they give you this as a video. Right? Imagine yeah. seeing this if you're you know, if you're in France and you've got this going on, you know, school children. Now, there, right, there was a... the, the implication for me, and it is a rather dark one, sadly, is that this is like red meat to a wolf dangling Absolutely. little girls yeah. in front of these yeah. people. And this is why we got in trouble, obviously, because we said the same thing. Um, and obviously there's zero tolerance from Mr. Drakeford on that. But there was just a couple of points to go through on that. Uh, you know, this is just to quote them, these, these children. We understand being a refugee isn't easy. They go through so much. Like, how do they understand that being a refugee isn't easy? And do they go through so much? Oh, well, I mean, a burglar, been like, yeah, well, a yeah. bank robber goes through so much planning out the robbery. That doesn't mean, <laughs> that that doesn't mean he's earned it. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a stupid argument. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he goes so much. Oh, you don't understand how much time I took planning this murder. You can't arrest me for it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it took me years to plan this. But that's the point. And you hit the nail on the head. They're kids. They don't know. But they, they are being taught. This is just some people who were children who were able to get up and say what they were told to say by the Welsh Refugee, Refugee Council of Wales. <clears throat> the other one then, we welcome anyone and everyone. So something we get criticised a lot for by the Welsh government is because we say it's doors open, anyone welcome. They say, no, it's not. They've got to be a refugee. You're blah, being blah, blah, racist. Blah. Da, da, being da, da. racist. Yeah. But they, they say it themselves, you know, everyone and anyone. We recognise your skills and talent. No, you don't, unfortunately. And then what I clipped out there, what the West Refugee Council can offer to these refugees, and I'm going to say refugees because that's what they class them as. And Illegal aliens. Is the it's illegal aliens. They are economic migrants. They aren't refugees. They aren't fleeing war or persecution. But in Wales, anybody that literally self-describes himself as a refugee, you're a refugee. So wherever you come from, no matter where it is, you're a refugee, you're welcome. But what they advertise for them to have, English lessons, employment as a refugee, um, Apply for bank accounts, child benefit, housing, education. They find doctors for them, Welsh lessons, and free healthcare. So when when you've got these children, and on top of that, uh, although it's, they don't mention it, on top of that, you get free bus passes, uh, a train pass. I free understand bus passes. Yeah. Forty nine pounds a week money, mm. and also access to every single museum and swimming pool. Yeah, places free. where we'd have to pay to get into. You know, they, these all get it for free. And pl 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 places where the public is. Yeah. Do, do, do I want my wife? I don't, <laughs> probably, yeah. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it Just a weekend all... here and there would be acceptable, Callum. Are you racist or something? I mean, literally, I mean, offer prima doctor. Is that what's next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, like, like you said there, you know, that is an advert. You know, if they're seeing young schoolgirls, and we, you know, other people have said it a little bit more um, in a way that I wouldn't normally go, but they've said, you know, young girls in short skirts in school saying, come on, come on, come to Wales, come to Wales. It's an advert. These, these young girls who are either don't really know what they're doing or have been brainwashed by the school Absolutely. thinking that this yeah. is a virtuous <clears throat> thing to do. Yeah. But, but yeah. the irony is, every one of them was, was a white girl. Have you seen a government advert or any advert at all, where it's purely 100% Caucasian in the advert. Mm. Uh, some of the new military recruitment. <laughs> 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 but 
outside of those, you know. Yeah. No. So, but from that, right, we found that straight away, right? That video, we found it immediately. Um, I shared it out. We were speaking to GB News. G- Patrick uh, messaged me. We sent over some more information, and they went into it in more depth as well, didn't they? But because of that publicity, there's been, there has been a big backlash, as you can imagine. You can't question anything with um, the Welsh government. So parents aren't happy because a lot of the parents wasn't aware that this sort of stuff was going on in the schools, which, again, leads to, you know, what are, what are teachers actually doing with the children when they're in school? What are they teaching them? You know, I'd always say to my children, don't go near a dog that you don't know. You know, if it's a stray dog, it's not on a lead, or even on a lead, don't approach the dog because you don't know much about the dog. What they're doing is teaching the children that, yeah, go to any dog. Any dog is fine, you know, and, that, and that's... Well, you would usually teach them stranger danger. And yeah, you would, yeah. So much of a stranger that we actually have no idea about his background. Well, stranger danger, a member of ISIS, doesn't matter. Yeah, yep. you don't accept sweets. Like, you know, this is a slightly off topic, but there was um, a Labour councillor driving around on, we've got a pride bus in Swansea, it's all rainbowed up and it takes the college kids around. But they were driving around looking for school kids in bus stops with a... With police. With police. With police. Rainbowed up police and a man in drag jumping off the bus. And they were they, they literally... Offering we're, sweeties. Yeah, we're, we're driving around <laughs> looking for children in bus stops to offer them sweets. <laughs> And that was the labor, that's the that's you know, that's Welsh labor for you, but you know, what, what can we expect? <laughs> yeah, but, I'm sorry, but that is just a van with candy red. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The the guy from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang jumps up. You know up. when ev- every one of your like primordial instincts is screaming, this is bad, yeah. this is wrong. Like the, the the good guys would like you to discard those feelings yes. and just go like, well, nothing wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks fine, yeah. all on the up and up. They're literally traveling around South Wales looking for children in bus stops with a tranny in, in a bus and police in a bus giving them sweets. It's just all sorts of wrong. But the, the backlash from us posting this out, because obviously a lot of parents will watch what we have put out and then they'll start questioning the schools. Um, the, unfortunately, the Welsh Refugee Council had so much abuse that it was taken off their website and they actually have deleted everything from that school visit. So, you know, I class that as a win. But this was then announced in the Senate, which is the Welsh Parliament, um, by the um, to take the Drakeford there. So if you want to play that one, John. Will the First Minister make a statement on the threat to Welsh democracy posed by the sharing of misinformation online? Uh, so with online misinformation is a deeply harmful but contemporary feature of all democratic societies. We work with groups within Wales and across the UK to combat the misinformation itself, to help informed citizens to identify misinformation, and to provide authenticated sources of information on which individuals can rely. Charisma is unreal, isn't it? Mm, already done. <laughs> well, thank you, First Minister. Um, over Christmas, I was sent a link by a constituent to a news item on an American platform purporting to be a news provider which claimed that the Welsh government was using 14-year-old schoolgirls to attract um, military-age men from countries where there are no rape laws, including Africa and the Middle East. Would you agree that this sort of news article is totally unacceptable, damaging to democracy? And First Minister, do you think there are some other examples over recent weeks of misinformation being promoted online, perhaps emanating from closer to home? closer to home. They don't mention our name. Sorry, I'm aware of the story to which Ken Skates refers, uh, and it is both utterly untrue and utterly irresponsible uh, to make such claims. Uh, Here were a group of young people uh, of their own volition 
looking to make sure that others who might come to their area would feel welcomed uh, and know that they would be welcomed in that community. Uh, the result of that misreporting is that those children's welcome has had to be taken down, uh, that new security arrangements have had to be made at those places where the Welsh Refugee Council operates. Uh, individuals who work for the Refugee Council were named in those highly irresponsible uh, reports no. and have had their own lives disrupted uh, as a result. Uh, the police are involved in investigating what has been said, that willful misrepresentation by people who claim, and it's a sickening claim, to be interested in the well-being of young people, whereas in fact everything that they have done has acted to put uh, young people at greater risk. Anybody who claims to care about the safety of our young people should not be sharing false claims about them. So let me get his side of the story straight. The man who is definitely telling the truth. <laughs> his story is that these kids of their own volition put this video together to make yeah. people feel welcome, which is why they were explicitly stating that uh, you can get employment immediately, child credits and all sorts. So it was just that... Well, well they know. The, they have to it, pay their own Well, it, 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 it yeah. was the children who were offering that. The, the children <laughs> offering tax credits and uh, and employment. Because they know people. about that sort of thing, don't they, these children? They know about well, child benefits. Well, they're the ones offering them. Housing, presumably, yeah. they've set up their own little office yeah, for it, it in the school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Mark Drakeford's <laughs> line that he's going with there, that yeah. these kids have their own employment offers. <laughs> With tax benefits and everything. Child and everything. Child little offices for them to... Yeah, yeah, they sit down. Please uh, like, come into my office. Please take a seat. Yeah. Sorry, you're fired. <laughs> so this oh, is what? the post, basically. <laughs> How stupid does he think people are? Sick well, unfortunately, though, this is the point, is that you know nobody, nobody in Wales watches that. They don't watch the debate in the Senate. They, no. they nobody, and you can understand why because having to listen to Drakeford for, uh, and I'm sure it goes on for about seven, eight hours. But having to listen to him for that amount of time, nobody really pays any attention. To and it. and also, I, I just have to get this off of my chest. That man that he was speaking to, who was uh, prompting all of his responses, actually looked like a lizard. He looked yeah. like a skinwalker. So <laughs> I'm very suspicious of the Welsh, uh, or the Welsh yeah. Parliament, right? Now. Uh, well, yeah, so are we, so are we, but. The, the post that they're on about is, you know, and they're very careful of the American platform because they don't mention, mention Gether anymore. GB News has been banned from the Senate. You know, they, nobody's allowed to watch it anymore. They don't mention Voice of Wales anymore. It's, it's, you know, don't say the word, it doesn't exist. But this is the post that they're on about, and this is what was sent. We've, we've obviously posted it a couple of times because it got the right sort of It got the right attraction. Uh, Welsh government openly indoctrinating Welsh children through the Welsh Refugee Council. I wonder if the parents are aware that this was happening, pushing housing benefits, benefits, child benefits, employment, and all the other luxuries these chances get, with Wales being a self-declared nation of sanctuary. Let's be honest, what do these kids actually know about these refugees other than what they are taught by their teachers? Now, we did elaborate on it in videos, and we did, you know, and, and when he says, oh, the poster came out was saying about how these people are coming from places where there's no rape laws, you know, that's, no, we mentioned that in a follow-up sort of interview that we did. And we also mentioned the, the fact that how much do these children actually know? They say that they did it off their own accord, but there's no way they'd know about the things that they're talking about without being coached. Why did it take the Welsh Refugee Council to go into the schools to actually 
get them to do the videos, the filming. It's obviously prompted by this NGO body, which is exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, what's happened is, so you, you, you've got this self-declared nation of sanctuary. They've, they've, they haven't got it, uh, you know, they, they haven't got a you foreign office. It. No, they I'm surprised. They haven't, yeah, yeah, they haven't yeah. got a foreign office. They, they have four things which they managed to hook up. The economy, education, housing, and health. And we're bottom of the list for everything. And everything. We're bottom of the list for everything. And now they've declared some, you know, that we're a nation of sanctuary. Not only have they done that, but they've also... Uh, they've got cities and towns of sanctuary, and the latest um, um, uh, to that is now schools of sanctuary, and they they all come under uh, NGOs, and 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 so you've got the NGOs that are pushing this in schools, along with uh, the LGBTQ Stonewall mm. pushers uh, and sex education, and 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 so the, the time that a child is growing up, if you, they're being taught Marxism and they're being taught, you know, socialism at its purest yeah. form. But it's they also evil it's, form. It's being, they're being taught it by the very people as well, like the stand up to racism people, yep. the ones who are out, the ones who are at the moment, you know, all over London in every town and city, actually, for the free Palestine stuff. It's the it's the exact people who are going into the schools. But are you, you going to show that T-shirt? Yes, we get to that. We do get to that. See, this is why you should look at the notes. <laughs> um, so like Connor did, we looked at the Welsh Refugee Council. So I'm not going to go over what Connor already has done because he did a really good deep dive on it. And anybody that haven't seen it, I recommend go watch it. But there was, we looked into it and we came across the schools of sanctuary, like Stan said. So we've got another little video here, a really quick video to play. So we, you know, they always got this sort of look, but we'll go for this one. Did you know that Wales has committed to being the world's first nation of sanctuary? There's excellent work happening across Sweet Wales. We've got 29 mm -hmm. schools yeah. of sanctuary that have already been awarded with a further 68 working towards. We've got colleges, universities, local she authorities. Imagine. We've got an art gallery, a theatre, all committed to being places of welcome for people seeking sanctuary. We're supporting the next cohort of sanctuary ambassadors through our Sanctuary in Politics course ensuring that people with lived experience are at the heart of everything we do. So there's fantastic work happening, but there's much more to be done. You can play your part in making the world's first nation of sanctuary by donating to our fundraiser. Or you can fight I, against it by donating to the Voice of Wales. But another, yeah. an, <laughs> another lizard person, what's going on? But look yeah. at her eyes. Why are they always like that? You know, why are they always got such mad looking, mad looking eyes? But, but, but did, did you hear that comment that they've got, that they're going to employ people with lived, lived experience. experience? So in other words, people that are, have got no skills, all these doctors and these professors and engineers that come off the dinghies, they end up here. With no skills at all, filling that, isn't it? Yeah. It's that 200 miles. But maybe their children are right that they sucked by the channel into the yeah. yeah, with their passports. <laughs> <you know>. with <laughs> their... <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, you mentioned just there, and, and she says it, the Welsh Refugee Council, obviously, security's been stepped up. Me and Stan walked straight in there. You know, as soon as we found out where it was in Swansea, we just walked in, got, asked the receptionist, where is this? And wearing our Voice of Wales, you know, jackets and stuff. They sent us up. We went in there. We spoke to a guy. Um, and he said exactly the same thing. You know, everyone here has lived experience. So I don't really understand what you're saying, is what he said. Um, he did book us another appointment, but it turns yep. out they were closed on yep. the day that he booked the appointment for. But he also wanted to, there was a girl that he was interviewing at the time who was a um, media student. I can't, she didn't say where she was no, from. I think she was from Nigeria. Something like that. But, but then he, he wanted to arrange for her to be there so we could interview her. And I thought, yeah, great. And we'll, we, you know, we'll still follow up that. But 
the point is, this is what it is. It's, you know, lived experience. Everybody there were refugees, but they were the refugees that have been living here for a good you know, number of years. They're not the ones that's coming fresh off a boat. So again, it's a different sort of, <coughs> different cut of the fish, really. Yep. But the schools of sanctuary was the thing that really concerned me because we know what Welsh schools are like. They're all labour run. And, you know, what is it that we can look forward to? She already mentioned that 28 already awarded, or 29, sorry, and 68 working towards. That's just schools. She mentions colleges, universities, theatres. It's going to be every institution you can imagine is going to be one of these places of sanctuary. So we've got this up on here. Just make sure the most. And, and what they do is that so so you'll be doing a, a sports and science degree, and part of the module module on that is that you've got to sit through five or six or seven hours of being indoctrinated. Yes. Um, and if you don't if you don't do the indoctrination, you can't pass your degree. We were speaking to a youngster when we and this is slightly off, but. Um, he, I think he was 15, 16, something like that, yeah. or in college. He just turned 16. He was in college and he was playing rugby for the college. And he, you know, big lad, and he looked, he could have done, you know, good rugby player. And he was telling us that he doesn't want to do these diversity courses because it's really important in how to play rugby. Um, <laughs> and if he didn't do them, they were going to kick him off the team, you know, and he loses his college place. Yeah. So just if he didn't do this, you know, the indoctrination lessons. But, you know, I've, I've got this up here. What is a school of sanctuary? So we just run over these really quickly. Uh, a school nursery or sixth form that I've got to read it off here because my eyesight's terrible. <laughs> that fosters a culture of welcome and safety for people seeking sanctuary, including asylum seekers and refugee families. Now, obviously, they don't come over in families, so it, it is just the men. Uh, a school that educates a whole school community about the experiences and the realities of people who have been forced to flee their uh, foster empathy and understanding. Flee to foster empathy and understanding. Uh, a school that plays an active role in building culture of welcoming by connecting with supporting local refugee organizations, collaborating with other institutions to raise awareness and advocate for a kinder approach towards those seeking safety. So again, it's just bolstering <clears throat> yeah. the infrastructure that we've got throughout Wales, all as one yeah. under one. And, 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 and you've got to remember the the communist ethos or, or the, uh, uh, the, the the Marxist ethos of transmission belts to the masses, and by having to identify local groups, Hate Not Hope, mm -hmm. um, Oxfam, and, and the others, uh, then, then, you, then, then you're, you're actually being recruited and you don't realize it. Because in order to pass this module, you've, you've got to also volunteer or perhaps... Well, we've got, yeah, the criteria. And the criteria is quite long, so I didn't go through it all. Um, I've just copied some little bits of it, the bits that... Um, Infuriated you. Yeah, well, you know, it just <laughs> highlights the point, really. So the school should uh, should evidence how these efforts. So this is basically what the criteria is to become a school of sanctuary. Um, the school should evidence how these efforts will be sustained beyond the initial award, ideally being linked to the school's improvement development plan, make clear in policy documents and new staff introduction process, and by assigning a member of staff a sanctuary lead. So it's basically getting a permanent person in the schools who's going to be the sanctuary lead. Could be a, a teacher that's already there, but we know as it is already with schools in England, Wales, and with Wales especially because it's the worst, the teachers are stressed. <clears throat> you know, they've already got too much to deal with with the amount of kids they've got compared to the amount of teachers they've yeah. got. And now you want to try and flood someone with this nonsense. Yeah. But let, let, because kids, let's be honest, kids are colorblind, aren't they? You know, kids don't, they don't really notice, they, they don't understand, they don't need to know any of this sort of stuff. You know, they, they just go to school to learn about the stuff that's going to get them through life. 
is this valuable? Yeah. Uh, and we are, you know, at the end of all this, there are only, in my view, two sets of valid, valid refugees at the moment, Hong Kongers and Ukrainians. R- roughly those. Roughly those. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's probably the Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Yeah. So this one then, the next one that annoyed me a little bit, recognition, and, uh, recognition of and participating in the annual Refugee Week or other regular celebratory events which highlight the contribution of refugees and migrants to the UK. Yeah, that one so, confused the hell out of me. Mm. What, what does that even mean? We literally just have to sit there and praise refugees yeah, for a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like... They, they stand shoulder to shoulder and walk through and you bow to them. Yeah. <laughs> they would clean their boots or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like Pride, isn't it? You know, you had, you know, it's been Pride Month for about three years in Wales, you know, and it, it, every time it, it literally has, like, you know, it's Pride Month. Gayest again. country on the Isles. Lit- very much so. And it's it's that sort of thing where you've got Refugee Week and then it's Refugee Year, then it's Appreciate a Refugee Day, then it's Hug a Refugee Day. You know, it's all sort of things that is going to be pushed through the schools. So, you know, what you got to remember from this is once you are a school of sanctuary, it means more money, you know, and this is what it all comes down to. To get them to push the message that they want, they're going to give them more money for it. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. Uh, committed to supporting age-appropriate active pupil voice and leadership <coughs> on Santry and welcome welcoming activities into the school, including opportunities for students seeking Santry to advise the school on how it can be more supportive. So the teachers, who are the professionals, apparently, are going to sit there and take lessons off the children um, who are going to tell the teachers how they can make their school more welcoming. Yep. What, what, what is that going to be? Do but they it, need a prayer room? But at the end of all of this, the education system in Wales is failing. We're, we're the lowest in Europe on the PISA um, stats. It's abysmal, the education system in Wales, and they're bringing this nonsense in. And, and there's no, they've got rid of critical thinking. So you can't have a debate and then have, oh, I've, I've learned something today. It's, it's all. This is, this is, this is um, the only answer you can give, which your daughter's had to put, uh, and, this is, and, and, and there's no other answer. And nobody's learned anything, and we've just wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing about communist indoctrination. I, I met a guy in Serbia who was in Yugoslavia back in the day, yeah. and he joined the uh, local army unit, and he had communist classes. And he was top of the class. Yeah. He got given a special award for knowing the most about Marxism. Yeah. So I asked him, so what, what was that like? And he said, I hated it. <laughs> Can't stand the crap, even at the time. And he's just like, yeah, no, you just have to do it. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't remember anything. He just said the answers and then forget it. Yeah. 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 Worthless. I won't go through the rest of them apart from this one, because I think this one is important. It's a public commitment to the City of Sanctuary vision of welcoming, including the endorsement of the City of Sanctuary Charter, uh, which can be done via signing the City of Sanctuary Organization Pledge. There's a link there. Um, the pledge should be included on the school's website and in a public space in the school. So. You know, I pledged my alliance to this nonsense and it's got to be up on the board. It's got to be on the school so everyone can see and it's got to be on the school's website as well. There has to be well. evidence that you're complicit. Yes, yes. I and pledge it, allegiance to the lawyers and doctors. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, if you needed to see, you know, is it a cult? You know, it, well, yes, it does absolutely look like a cult, doesn't it? You know, because th- this is the sort of thing that you get. And then there's just this one then. This is a school not far from myself. It's a Catholic school, St. Joseph's School. Um Becoming primary first school. primary school, yeah, of kindergarten. Yep, I, I, th- I think uh, the, 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 the one of the big <clears throat> problems outside of everything else that is absolutely horrendous and horrible, <laughs> obviously, about this is uh, when, I, when I see this image is that um, I disagree when you say that all children are colorblind. I understand what you're meaning, and that might have been the case for 
uh, mine and Callum's generation growing up and possibly yours as well, just because when uh, I was going through school, when Callum would have been going through school, it was something they really drilled into your head, yeah. which is that we're all the same. And there's no differences other than aesthetic and uh, d don't pay any attention to it. We can all hold hands with one another. The problem is all of the white kids in that image will be thinking that. I'm sorry. All of the black and brown kids will not. Yes. They are yeah, 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 very, yeah, yeah. very well, aware of their own racial and ethnic identity. I think it's even worse. Uh, uh, well, let, the let, kids let, will be taught that they're evil. Yes, that's mm -hmm. true. But there will come a tipping point with these schools where if they do really open themselves up to unlimited sanctuary, yeah. where the tipping point will be all of a sudden these kids, and this is the worry across all Western nations, will be the minority. It'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it'll be all at once. It'll go from just a trickle to all of a sudden you're 40% there, 60%. Yeah. When they get into those positions, and this is something that happened uh, during desegregation in American schools, when you suddenly find yourself as a white minority in the schools, mm. all of a sudden, especially when they've been taught that you are the source of all of the problems in their life, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. they will be abused yeah, by absolutely. these other students. <clears throat> You'll be seeing it in London, don't we? There's schools yeah. in London. You see, you know, t Twitter's full of you know school kids being beaten up. You know, white school kids. And when I said about kids being colorblind, I meant you know the for my instance, young Welsh children. Yeah, like my daughter will go to school. There's black children in the school. She plays with them, she, and she doesn't ever ask any questions. It doesn't not even concern her. You know, she doesn't think twice. See, I, I I was I must have been about seventeen before I, I saw my first. Uh, non-white. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is really you're, funny you're, about that to me. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want a ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like a unicorn I, or something. Like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm calling you like really old or anything, but that's a completely different world to anything yeah. that myself or yeah, Alan yeah, yeah, would have been yeah. growing up in. But I, I'm of the age where I've watched the change. You know, Swansea was a city sanctuary, has been for about 13 years now. I remember it when I was younger. And I, I've seen the way it is now. And, it, you know, the, the change is not, but very conscious of time. So I just want to <laughs> focus on this picture, you know, and this is for anybody who, who, you know, thinks, oh, no, you know, these are just people trying to do good things. Look at the T-shirt that was made, you know, in this school. You've got BBC News, Oxfam, <laughs> Stand Up to Racism. Explicitly this is Socialist Worker. You know, you can see the WBA, the Socialist Worker. So it is then very groups who are always out against the Antifa groups, the anti-establishment, apparently, groups. Um, that are getting into the schools. And there was a, a quote uh, from Art of War, wasn't it? And if you really want to destroy your enemy, raise their children. And that's what we're basically getting in Wales. Yeah. On that note, it's time to move on. So, All right, then. Uh, I've got a special prop you have for a prop? this segment. So uh, bear with me here. It's not a certain flag, is it? No. <laughs> nope. Beanie time. It's finally happening, boys. Oh, <laughs> Tim Paul is so happy right now. <laughs> he is thrilled. He is bouncing off of the walls. He's jumping up and down on the ceiling, pointing at news headlines and screaming, I said it! I told you! I told you! Greg Abbott, he's been watching my show! He was listening to me! And maybe... Maybe. <laughs> I don't know why I waited eight years, but there we are. You know, like finally, well, you know, sometimes it takes time for yep. these things to sink in properly. So yeah, there's a lot of problems going on right now. And one of the big problems it has been for a long time, the Texan border crisis ever since, yeah. I mean, ever since before Trump, ever since uh, before mm -hmm. Biden repealed a load of laws, which we'll get into. But for a long time, the Texan border has been a point of weakness for anybody who wants to get into the US. Just, they, just, they can just, Walk in. Yeah, they can just take a take a stroll on in. Is something that uh, seems to be a big problem, and is not something that I imagine that a lot of the people on the border towns, particularly 
El Paso and other places are particularly happy with. I think it's El Paso. I'll find the information as, as we go through. Um, so as a result of a lot of problems in the Supreme Court, Texas might be getting into fight mode. And if explicitly, Greg Abbott has explicitly presented a statement that says, uh, like, okay, so we're not allowed to protect the border. Well, we'll do it anyway. Now what? What are you going to do now? And it's a very interesting situation because as much as, you know, the beanie is a bit of a meme, uh, there has been a lot of commentary from people saying this is, since the Civil War, the closest that any state has come to... Secession. To secession. To states' rights. And there's well, still, well, actually, states' rights to a closed border, yeah. Yeah, actually, Texas has it. Is that? It's a country in its own right anyway. It's, it's a enormous. Lone, it's, a, it's the Lone Star State um, because, of, because of the defense of, uh, of uh, that border in the first place. Yeah, um, but I'll go through some of the information. But first, uh, website exists. Here's a Brokenomics on Islam, where Dan spoke to Robert Spencer. Pay five pounds a month and you can watch that. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. So just to give you an illustration of what has been going on, here is this Daily Mail article from the 14th earlier on this month that gives a lot of information. So the US Border Patrol has uh, recorded 2,063,692 encounters with undocumented immigrants in the 2023 fiscal year, which was just slightly down from the record high of 2022. Uh, over Biden's first three years in office, the Border Patrol recorded a total of 5,940,511 encounters, which was a 277% increase from the same period during Trump's term from 2017 to 2019. Now, we've looked at the graphs that you've shown before, and you can see between the period when it was Trump and when it was Biden, just how much that spiked up, 277% is a massive increase. And uh, Daily Mail has some of their trademark hideous infographics. Christ, yeah, that's wow. crap. Uh, <laughs> to be able to show it. It's crap, but thankfully it is actually full of information. Okay. That's the, that's the, the one saving grace there of it. somewhere. Yeah, if you've got a block of text, there is things to read. Yeah, yeah. If you, you, know, if you squint your eyes and go blind for a moment, I think you can understand what's being said here. So you can see the massive increase. You can see here... 549,000 pounds or 247.5 tons of drugs have been seized at the border, which includes 27,000, 13.5 tons of fentanyl. That's just in 2023. Just in 2023. 80 people on the FBI terror watch list were caught at the border. <laughs> the migration, <laughs> they, they, we can map out. How many weren't caught? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's a good question. How many does it take to commit a terrorism? Yeah, and you can see it, it, it was an yeah. Eagle Pass in El Paso where the, a lot of them are coming through. And you can see we can map out the route that a lot of these people are taking. And the reason it goes beyond the border of Mexico is while a lot of these people are Mexican, as you can see from this handy little pie chart they've got here, uh, there's a lot more than just Mexicans coming through, although they are still the majority at 16%. You've got Indians, you've got Cubans, you've got Colombians. Yeah, and you may be thinking to yourself, why are Indians? Yeah. Like, that's a whole subcontinent on the other side of the world. There's an ocean between India yeah. and America. But apparently, they're coming over to parts of South America and then just taking a route up through Mexico to the border and sneaking into America that way. Presumably so they can become um, an HR manager or perhaps a manager at a local call center in an area I, near you. I yeah. really don't get that, because there must be, what, like 100,000-plus Indians in the United States every single year just from legal immigration? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're Indian, why do you need to break in? Well, uh, why? That's the question. I mean, why not? It's a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Banned. 
Yeah. It's a banter. As you can see, all the other places, Guatemala, Honduras, all South American countries, you can understand why they would. But why does India, why is it even in here? And why does it take up about, uh, what was it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. It's in 2% in 2018. That's still very strange that they would be doing that. Also, lots of Chinese are uh, being caught going through the southern border. I think it was something like 24,000 were being caught. And they've got lots of other figures here. So this is what they've been doing at the border area to try and prevent this. I think this razor wire was put up in 2021. And you can just see they're jumping over it. And of course, if they get caught in it, if they get cut up in it, this is Texas's fault. Yeah, This is Greg Abbott's fault personally. Not only did they get caught up, but Greg Abbott himself went there. He's a vicious bastard. It's Greg <laughs> Abbott. And he personally cuts them up yeah, himself. Yeah, you, because call. he enjoys it. He goes, now, now it's time for my pound of flesh. That's, what, that's what's going on. So this was a photo from September 28. So this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Very recent images. You can see here's the US patrol encounters by more year. More victims of Greg Abbott. Yeah, more victims of Greg Abbott. Look at all of them. Victimized personally. He's basically a serial killer. Um, at this point, <laughs> so somebody here's a border patrol guard holding someone's screaming baby, throwing the child back onto the wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, throwing the child. Onto... No, what appears to have this happened... is one for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what appears to have happened here, if we can infer from this image, is that some family has decided to bring their screaming child with them, and then either hand or perhaps football throw their <laughs> child over the barbed wire so that this Parent gent- of the year. Yeah, yeah. so that this Can't gentleman- just build a new life in Mexico. No. No, no, no. No, that, that's racist, Callum. Nobody, Wait. it's racist to have to live in Mexico. Yeah. So I'll just risk killing a child. That's, I'm a good parent. Yep, yep, not traumatizing to the children. Images of them all just waiting around at the razor wire for presumably these people to fall asleep. Yeah. So they can like go either that or maybe these people are all just going to give them a leg up. Lines of thousands and thousands of people. Uh, a group of more than 1,000 immigrants walks toward a U.S. Border Patrol field processing center after they cross the Rio Grande from Mexico in Eagle Pass, Texas. And look at that. More than 2,000 people. What was it 6 million since Biden took office? Yes. That's more than 22 American states. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's well, a, ha- a happy family. They just want to come over here and start a new life for themselves. That's the story that we're always told, despite the fact that, once again, you know, yeah. tons and tons of fentanyl, of heroin, of cocaine being brought across the border, people on FBI watch lists. And even if it was the case that they just wanted to come over and start Mexico, a new yeah. life, Mexico. too bad. But also, Mexico is habitable. Yes, not yeah. Mars. Yeah, too yeah. bad. There, there, there isn't. Well, maybe there is in the UN Charter. I've not looked recently. Maybe they updated it. But there isn't a right to specifically live in the United States. Not that I'm aware of. In no. fact, I think that uh, is it in the Bill of Rights. No, no, it's not in the Bill of Rights. That this is these bills of rights. This is all for American people. But this one particularly is for global. Just yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. who's Everybody's ever allowed. been born, yeah. you can live here. And uh, this has got some a breakdown of a lot of the laws that Biden uh, repealed uh, that Trump had. Following a court battle, Biden rolled back a Trump-era policy known as remain in Mexico. I like the yeah. simplicity. Just remain in Mexico, please. You don't have to come over here. It's like a child trying to get over the baby barrier to come upstairs. Remain downstairs. You don't have to come up here. There's nothing that interesting for you. 
Uh, the official title of that was the Migrant Protection Protocols. The policy required asylum seekers to wait in Mexico for their immigration hearings to play out in the U.S., Presumably, just having to wait in Mexico yeah. was too straining on these people. It caused them immense suffering to know that they were trapped in the land of the orange filter. Uh, they go, I don't want to be orange anymore. I want the full range of colors. It's terrible down here. <laughs> so that had to be repealed. Biden called the policy inhumane and human rights groups said it put migrants at risk from criminal gangs in Mexico as they pleaded their asylum cases. About 70,000 people will return to Mexico under the policy, which he rolled back in 2022 after a Supreme Court rule, uh, ruling allowed his administration to terminate the policy. Biden also officially ended Trump's zero-tolerance policy that allowed the U.S. to deport any adult who crossed the border illegally, which resulted, get your tissues out, lads, in the separation of thousands of children and parents. Too bad, don't come. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as well, Biden eventually rolled back Title 42, the pandemic-era policy that allowed for quick expulsions of migrants, including asylum seekers, ostensibly on public health grounds. On a, a press conference this past Monday, Biden's Homeland Secretary, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas slammed Republican claims that the DHS is not enforcing laws at the border as false, presumably because there are no laws down there anymore. You can't be not enforcing the laws if they don't exist in the first place. Come on, Republicans, <laughs> obviously. Also, Alejandro, uh, that's a name that I presume you can trace back to the founding stock yeah. of America. I wonder if he would have any vested interest in making sure that all of his cousins uh, can get into the country easily. Mm -hmm. Absolutely ridiculous situation. So, and all they had really to protect themselves was the guards that they have patrolling the yeah. border and the razor wire because they a lot of that border does not have a wall. So you just got the razor wire and then Biden has not been happy with that. He uh, was putting a suit against it. And as a result of all that, the Supreme Court decided that they're going to allow the Border Patrol agents to remove the razor wire. All of this is clearly a, a concentrated attack on the sovereignty yeah. of Texas. We have seen it in news reports for years, CNN, MSNBC, data analysts, political analysts saying that what they are intending to do is change Texas from being a red to a purple yeah. and then into a blue state. And the way to do that easily is to replace the native population mm -hmm. there, replace the white population there. Yeah. Because if you have lots of foreigners coming over and you say immediately, we are going to give you free housing, we are going to give you everything that you want, we're going to give you money for free, just vote for us. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. So they're going to get the vote as well then. They are going to get the vote because that's what they're doing in Wales as well. Isn't it? You know, <laughs> and this is, as soon as they get a settled house or a biometric ID, you can vote. Well, the, perhaps at the moment it is still a Republican state for the most part, but those cities are very blue. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, it's the remember, counties. Do you remember how the Americans took Texas? Mass immigration of Americans into the okay. province of Texas, where, where, they, where, they the out, they, where they kicked out all of those Mexicans, right? Yeah, that led to the Mexican-American <laughs> War. But like, they actually did start mass immigration. You would have thought a state that had been through that, or I suppose they have, uh, <laughs> taken on the note that yeah. maybe yeah. this is a threat to their sovereignty. Yeah, so what happened was it was a 5-4 decision. I don't think they've released the exact uh, composition of that decision, but Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh all said that they, they were the ones who voted against it. So we had the four conservative members mm -hmm. say no, and then you had, uh, what's her name? Amy Coney Barrett siding oh, with God. all of the other ones, or the, the other five. So people were pointing out that... Uh, there is a trend 
Mm. Between those, there are commonalities between those who all voted in favor of allowing the federal government to cut the, uh, the razor wire. So the brief order noted that four conservative members of the nine justice court would have uh, rejected the government's request. Uh, the Biden administration says the wire prevents agents from reaching migrants who have already crossed the border into the US. Because, you know, if somebody breaks into your home and trips over and stabs themselves with yeah. a knife by accident, that's your Still fault. Left and I vote. That's your fault <laughs> yeah. and you need to give them immediate medical attention. Texas sued after border control agents cut through some, uh, some razor wire claiming the agents had trespassed and damaged state property. Federal judge ruled out for the Biden administration with the New Orleans-based Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals last month reversed that decision, which is what seemingly got the Supreme Court involved yeah. because it was becoming a big thing. And the Biden administration is being openly aggressive to Texas, openly trying to attack Texas because that's what I see this kind of mass illegal immigration of millions of people every yep. single year. It is an invading force being sponsored by the federal government yeah, because yeah. they hate you. If you think that you live in a country that respects your rights and you're a white Texan, I'm sorry to break it to you. They hate you and they want you replaced with Mexicans. Yeah. That's the clear sign. That's the that's clearly what is happening here. Um what happened in response to this, they uh Greg Abbott went, oh no, the Supreme Court doesn't want me to do this. Anyway, they're just going to keep doing it. They're going to keep putting that razor wire yeah. out there for what little it does, at least it's something. Yeah, yeah. That's that's as far as I can see. So that one's going up in... A, Have they got any landmines? Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But if they come out from under the federal government's thumb, maybe. Yeah. So, lost the Ukrainians for some. It, 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 you know, <laughs> the problem is, is that you know nobody treats these as what they are. Like I class, every, you know, into Britain, you know, there's an ocean between France and and you know Britain as well. And what is happening is a clear invasion. It may be, you know, a lot of people wanting to, you know, obviously it's much better land of milk and honey. Go to Britain, we're going to get everything given to us. To but there's a lot of people, yeah, compared to France, we, but they don't actually get anything. We've spoken, yeah. you know, we've spoken to a lot of them, and they, you know, they say we're on the streets in France, we're on the streets in Italy. We come over here and we get everything yeah. in, in the, the UK. The striking but this should be treated as, as what it is. This is an invasion. <clears throat> well, well, yeah. Even if it is just that they are as, as um, pure-hearted, that they just want to live a better life, the fact of the matter is when they get over here, they group together, they form yes. ethnic blocks that vote in their own ethnic interests, mm -hmm. they behave in their own ethnic interests, they uh, seclude themselves away from the rest of society, and then behave aggressively yeah, yeah, yeah. towards the natives because they know that they can because they've got the yeah. power of the <clears throat> legal system on their side. Yeah. It, it was Alistair Cook that, uh, in his letters to America, or from America actually, and he said that um, the, the United States, there was one flag, there was one language, and you all swore an oath of allegiance to, to that. And the, uh, obviously the language was American or British, English. And uh, it's changed. So now you've got Hispanic, and it's mainly Hispanic in a lot of the cities. If you can't speak, if you, yeah, it's, sorry, if you can't speak Spanish, um, you won't get a job. And so those, those dividing lines are already there. Mm. But another striking similarity, uh, an ex-customs officer has said to, to us that uh, the biometric tests, so when we're, when we're processing the people coming off the dinghies, we're not even processing them to see if they're on a watch list. No. So we're doing the same thing what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Greg Abbott released a statement about this, and I'll read through a bit of it because it's um, very clear in saying that you have betrayed us. You have decided to declare a form of war on us to a um, in a certain way. 
And so, no, we're not going, we don't view you as a legitimate government anymore because you are attacking us. Yeah. Federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put in a no on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. Then it lists a few of them, and then he continues, under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alex Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw the states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the frame has included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. And then he just goes on to say that he has invoked uh, he has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Texas, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as state law to secure the Texas border. So this is a direct challenge. Yeah. He has been met with force, uh, legal force, by the federal mm. government saying, no, you can't protect yourself. And he has said, I have my own legal force. I have yeah. my own principles. I have my own legal precedent that I can refer to. And what are you going to do about it? Because now it seems that they are an impasse. One of them is going to have to back down yeah. Yeah. at this because the federal government is acting aggressively. Or get arrested. They are, they are attacking. Well, may, maybe, but I doubt that the governor of a state is going to just like get arrested when he has basically declared that I don't see you. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's, 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 it's nigh impossible to change the constitution of the, of the United States. And whilst I don't know it, and if those are in, in, in it, uh, then, then the, the law is on is on Madison. The law, yeah, but the law is on uh, the. But I was just going to say that the side. law is, yeah, the law is. But unfortunately, the courts aren't anymore, and it's the same over here. Mm. You know, whatever the law says, you got well, courts that aren't. That's where it comes well. to a question of will. Yeah, who is going to have the will to stand yeah. by their their um, their position? Mm. Is it going to be that Greg Abbott will stand by this? Will he maintain Oops. the willpower to keep it going? Will Biden have the willpower to try and enforce the Supreme Court ruling? I don't know which one it's going to end up being, but I do know that Biden and his administration uh, don't really seem to be the most competent. No. They don't seem to have the force of will, and they certainly don't have the force of truth behind them. And so the impasse, I do think, is in Abbott's favor. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it will end up in uh, you know, a civil war or anything as much as I've got the beanie on. But it is interesting that we're in a position right now where we, we've got a test of power. Yeah. Who is going to wield power more effectively? Who is going to wield power with the willpower to do what they need to to, well, to, to maintain their force? Yeah. Dead, dead Duck Biden hasn't got the capacity or the length of time to stay in to invoke anything, has he? Unless, unless he, that's what I was just thinking, unless yeah. he literally brings in the, the, the armed forces. 
Mm. Well, yeah, that, that is the thing that he would be able to do is bring in the armed forces because technically he has completely disobeyed a ruling from the Supreme Court and the re- uh, ruling from the federal government. But will they do that? Yeah. That's the question. And the interesting thing is as well, Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, has said that he is officially standing with Texas on this. And Radical Liberation, Stephen Carson, good guy, collected a list of a few of these people. So DeSantis has also thrown his hat in, said, we support you. Oklahoma, the neighboring, neighboring state to Texas, has said that they are supporting Abbott in this. Christy Nome of South Dakota as well. Gian Forte of Montana. Uh, obviously, he's got Youngkin there. Also, Missouri. So, and uh, who's this? Brian Kemp, who is the uh, Georgia governor as well. So it's very interesting. Yeah. People, people noticed a pattern here. Noticed that something might be rising again. South. And somebody <laughs> yes. has said the boys are back in town. Back in town. So what have we had so far in 24? And just in the first month, yeah. uh, we, we had um, uh, Jew Tunnels in New York uh, coming out of nowhere. We've had uh, the Supreme Court saying it's illegal to protect the border and then the Confederate rising up yeah. again, presumably. So this is a really interesting year. I'm Already. quite enjoying so far to yeah, a certain yeah. degree. There is a certain spectacle to this whole thing. Now, like I say, I don't think that there will be uh, a civil war rise. And there is some reason to, for that, which is we've been speaking a lot about demographics on this show so far today. And that's where demographics of Texas has come in, because as much as they are making the stand now, there has been a long mm. time where Texas has been inundated with a flood yeah. of migration, which has very drastically altered the demographics of it, meaning that you have a population in Texas that if called to it, if all of a sudden this did explode and Texas goes, right, time to wave that Dixie flag, my friends, that there's going to be a population who aren't going to be on side for that. Yeah, there's going to yeah, be a yeah. hostile population inside that. And uh, if I look through this, this is some of the uh, USA data statistics on Texas, and it includes demographic information. If I scroll down through here, here it is. So you can see here that white non-Hispanic in that state makes up now 40.7%. If we go back, that, that was as of 2021. Mm. If we go back to 2013, it was 45% or so. Now, that's not that much of a change, but that is still in the space of, not, of eight years, yeah. a 5% shift. And that's not necessarily that the whites are leaving. It's that there is a critical mass yeah. of yeah. non-whites yeah. entering the state. And if we look further into this article that I got up here where they did polls of the population of Texas and whether they approved of Greg Abbott's border policies, uh, you can see uh, Joe Biden. Here we go. Greg Abbott. You can see that they break it down by race and the whites are majority in appro- uh, approving of it. Blacks, majority disapprove. Hispanic is more on the line. Mm. It's more of a 50-50, but still majority disapprove because think to yourself, I've just got across the border. I'm thinking to myself, I've still got family across that border. I want them to come and join me so that I can live my life with them still. Of course, you are more likely to be in favor of the policies that mean that it's easy for them to come across. You're not going to want them to have to wade over razor wire. Mm. It's just not your motherland. What do you care? Exactly. Why do you you care that the whites are going to be the uh, minority? in that state very, very yeah. soon. And that, that once again, they form demographic voting blocks, which lead to gentlemen like this being in, uh, being in power as a representative. Representative Joaquin <laughs> Castro, 
a Democrat of Texas, whose name is literally Castro, uh, called on President <laughs> Biden to take control of the Texas National Guard if the state defies a Supreme Court ruling that allows U.S. Border Patrol officers to take down the border barriers. Governor Greg Abbott is using the Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos at the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, President of the United States needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas Ga National Guard now. He was also joined in this by Representative Greg uh, Kasar, who is a Texas Democrat, who uh, criticized Abbott for ordering more razor wire to be installed after the ruling. Greg Abbott's latest stunt after yesterday's Supreme Court order is malicious, unconstitutional, and against Texas values, because Texas values are Mexicans. Just yeah. as many yeah. Mexicans <laughs> as possible. That's our number one value, is more Mexican equals more good. Why that doesn't apply to Mexico, which has the most concentrated yeah. population of Mexicans, I don't sure. know, but as, yeah. as soon as Mexicans pass into, um, uh, into America or into Texas, they apparently become a valuable commodity. Interesting. <laughs> Our country needs Congress to create a safer, humane, and more orderly immigration system, not razor wire to cut innocent people or laws that attack families. Now, I looked into um, uh, Gregorio Kaiser, and on his Wikipedia, it said he was born in Houston to Mexican immigrants and is Catholic. Imagine my surprise. He must be one of those uh, based Catholic yeah, Hispanics. Right. I always hear about who are definitely going to cross the border and vote Republican. That's yeah. what I keep being told. Oh, just let them in because they'll all vote Republican yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll vote for the people that are going to mean so their cousin, brothers, yeah. sisters, mothers, children can get into the country. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's their own personal bias in it. Again, like you've got in um, Scotland, Hamza Youssef, you know, his concern is... is Totally a selfish concern, isn't yes. it? Because he's got family in Gaza, so his, you know, he's yeah. got a bias there, and he wants to bring them all here because of his his little family. And that, and this is the same sort of thing there, isn't it? People they think about themselves rather than the bigger picture, and especially when the bigger picture here is like we're getting in across the UK and across the whole of the Western world, it is just dilute everything, you know, and that's what we're having. It's all being diluted. There's no identity there anymore or history, sort of thing. So we'll see how the situation develops. But at the moment, it seems we're at a bit of a standstill. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll stay like this for a little while. We'll see. Is there a donate page to Mr. Abbott? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you can probably donate money to the US government. They'll be more than happy to take it. Yeah. Oh, how do I volunteer is more interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the video comments. First off, I finished the Phantom Gundam model kit I was building that I showed in my last video lit that was laid out. Uh, second, the piano should be run over with a tank in the middle of one of their town squares and then have every search term for, for it banned and pretend it never happened, which is their usual MO for whatever they don't want their citizens to know of something. All right, I didn't really follow that, to be honest. So it's a cool figure, though. I think that was a comment. I like that. Let's move to the next one. Happy Australia Day, guys. And I'm going to be enjoying that fine day tomorrow. Enjoying this view. Writing more of my book. Developing games. Previews coming. And just generally enjoying this country. Australians <laughs> Yeah, they've chopped the hands off Queen Victoria and, and they've hacksawed um, one of the um, founders of Australia. 
Yeah. Uh, one of our editors just came back from a trip to Australia, and he only has positive things to say about the place in comparison to the UK. And That's one of the great. things he mentioned is that he looks around, and he's like, oh, so this is where all the young English went. Yes. Because yeah. all the young English people there, but all the English people are all young with kids. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> also, it's uh, people forget because it's so far apart on the map, but it's the same kind of land mass in in sheer size as uh, the United States. Now, obviously, a lot of that is desert outback, yeah, but it yeah. does mean the population is much more sparse, which mm. just sounds nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. The next one. Hey, Lotus Eaters. This is Alex Manassa, also known as Menor Speaking. Uh, I've released my first video on my channel. I've been working on it for about two weeks now. Uh, it's about the nuclear family and my network analysis thereof. I also provide some suggestions on how to improve things. Please check it out on YouTube at Men Are Speaking, all one word. And please enjoy. I appreciate your subscription and your comments and all the good stuff, okay? Mostly, take care of yourself. Bye. All right. Oh, cheers. One of our sponsors. Yeah. So, uh, check out his video, I suppose. Well, I like the sound of the farm in the background. Yeah. So the written comments. Ron Swansea says, Harry, I will be there tomorrow to tell you, grow it, uh, tell you to grow it longer. All right, yeah, I'll take that. Rue the Day says, obligatory style comment. Harry is now finer than he's ever been. Callum is very much. Based in all things, including the dress sense. And I would <laughs> wear a snail t-shirt too. So there we are. Endorsements for the snails there. I was going to ask go, about Can you snails. get those? Yeah, you can get, yeah, it's on the merch section. Now. These haven't been put on there just yet, but it will go on there. These are... Well, there you go, Rude the Day. You remember, yes. <laughs> you remember the Welsh flag had a dragon? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're all driving at 20 mile per hour now, so we've changed it to a snail. Yeah, like I said, it was it was beautiful driving around the country roads in Wales, but the speed limits... Oh, you, well, obviously, you stuck to them, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, I <laughs> I don't know what you're we suggesting. never speed. <laughs> Someone else asking about uh, why does he hear the call for prayer when he looks at me today? Um, all my trousers are either I, I destroyed them or they are drying. <laughs> what? The wash. Did you destroy them on purpose? No, I just they, they got a little bit. Everyone has this problem, right? With a piece of your clothing has a small hole in it, and you, you pick. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did yeah. I do that? <laughs> that was stupid. So there we are. And to be honest, this is actually more comfortable than uh, everything else I wear. Anyway, on to the subjects. So the Riot Act says these neolib uh, head asses banned me from every pub in the country because I wouldn't take their experimental vaccine. Now they want me to die for defending their stock portfolio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have much time. But basically, every single comment on this uh, segment is that. And that was sort of the point I was trying to get at, which is that who cares for this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but on what metric? are the people in charge who would benefit from us winning any war doing anything for yeah. us in return? Mm -hmm. There's this great um, point Andrew Tate made, actually, where he talks about if you're a soldier, in the old days, you get something. Like if you're a mercenary, you go, you get a boatload of money. Yeah. If you're a Roman, you go and fight in the army, and then you get given a load of land and some slaves, and it's your farm, yeah, your yeah. retirement. Now, what exactly? A tent. Well, it, well, they don't even have anything actually. Mental illnesses in the doorway. You don't, yeah. even, you don't even really get honor or even gratitude for doing it. You're just kind of expected to go and die for GDP. Yes. Like that's, what, that's what they'll have you saluting is a, line, is a line graph where it's going up infinitely into the future. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to cry at that and go, oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, the, the last war uh, that we fought honorably was uh, the Falklands War. 1982, when everybody, everybody went out 
uh, if you were if you were 100 miles near Portsmouth, you 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 went there and you were flag waving, mm. seeing the seeing the boys come back. Um, and then we've had uh, Bosnia, where we were doing a bit of good there, but the rest, it's been for somebody else's book. Yeah. I mean, at least with the Falklands, it was our territory. Yes. <laughs> what are we protecting? And, and, yeah, and funnily yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. that's the last time a foreign secretary resigned with honor. Hmm. There's also that aspect, though, that even if you're fighting, people say bankers' wars a lot, right? Even if you're going to fight a bankers' war, at least there's the argument of, well, we're still fighting in the country's interests so we can get something in return in that sort of vague sense, or the, yeah, yeah. the conceptual sense you're speaking of. But there's not that anymore. That Even that is gone. Hmm. And in which case... Yeah, I, I can see why no one likes it. Um, just to end that off, Saxon says uh, the Royal Windrush General. Sorry, the Royal Windrush Regiment. It's now it's time to shine. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to happen, is it? That's, that's the point. So on to the Welsh schools of sanctuary comments. So um, Baron von Warhawk wrote all in capitals, appropriately. Oh, <coughs> yeah. Oh God, why are they showing little girls advertising that illegal refugees should come to Wales? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, he wrote a lot more, but it's what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice juicy steak for the wolf. That's all that is. And it's sickening. It's yeah. absolutely But, but you're spreading misinformation. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They, they yeah. chose to offer up a, a benefits and tax credits <laughs> themselves. <laughs> children are able to do that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I was sorting out tax codes for my yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Geordie Swordsman says, it's true. Refugees do go through so much. Libya, Italy, France, <laughs> Germany, and then the English Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Very true. Over the hills and far well, away. These refugees are better travelled than I am, actually, aren't they? Well, they are. Well, we, we, the thing is... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So that's a bit of a disparity there. I feel like there's not enough equity going on. You know, I want my free trip to uh, to Germany and France. Yeah. Or well, when we was at Penali, we they were giving us their phone. They were like, a lock, lock. And they, were, they had us on Facebook Eiffel and stuff. Tower. So yeah. literally pictures everywhere. They showing there where they check in at airports and fly to there to there to there to there then they lost their passports you know and then they got across on a boat <laughs> oh you know? no and there's tons of ev- and they, they, they it's so annoying because it, all you need to do is ask them and they'll tell you you know they don't try and hide it no they don't Barry Trivet has asked as an Englishman can he claim sanctuary in Wales he's after a bungalow in Anglesey don't so do can it. you guys sort that don't do it <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're hoping for Welsh independence so we can get sanctuary in England yeah don't do it <laughs> <laughs> Or change his name to Achmed or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, get, yeah. Probably get something. I thought you were going to pull the Australian thing and be like, "Fuck off, we're full." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, I wouldn't recommend anybody move to Wales at the moment. All right, we'll end on some of the comments for Texas. Yeah. For me, Lord Nerevar, one has to admit the mass immigration racket has been pulled off flawlessly so far. No, no, it actually hasn't. Like the, a lot of the problems that we're seeing right now that get spread about on social media. You start to look into local news stories, especially yeah. in states in America. This stuff has been going on since the 90s and before that. Oh, yeah. It's just now we've got social media to amplify it so everybody knows that, um, yes, the situation is ridiculous. Um, but what, what do you think of the argument? Because there's a lot of this I see. People are saying, so for us, it's the 1990s, something happened. And mm. for uh, so a lot of Americans I see, they're basically blaming Ronald Reagan. Because his he Ronald gave, Reagan did the Nationality Act, uh, the, the gave amnesty for illegals on mass. A- amnesty for illegals. Really, it traces back to the '65 Immigration Act, which opened up immigration to um, so, a lot more nationalities. Whereas before that, the 1924 Immigration Act had restricted it to basically. Um, it was a 
quota system of immigration that was designed to make it so the proportion of ethnicities in the US remained stable. So English, uh, like founding stock America, would maintain its same percentage. Um, German America would retain its same. Jewish America, same. Stability. Yeah, yeah. It would, it would maintain that stability. And people say, oh, it's because Madison Grant supported Nordic supremacy. No, they actually... It, they, they they actually repudiated those arguments because a lot of it was to try and get rid of the uh, stop all of the Chinese flooding yeah. in, and they were like, like America wasn't founded by Chinese people. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the actual transcripts of the debates that went on, they said, no, we recognise that a lot of these East Asians are really smart and industrious. It's just that we don't want to become a political minority in our own country. That's a stupid thing for any nation yeah. to do, especially when yeah, the founding stock Americans, they're the ones that founded the country. They kind of have a right to be able to protect their interests. Yeah. Did, uh, did um, Reagan sign the Nationality Act after he was shot? I don't know. Something I think you'll find he did. Okay. Maybe that's why. It was left on his desk unsigned for, for, for months and months and months. I, I, I believe. And he was shot and then three... three Do you think it was a warning or something? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and and <laughs> Dan knows I don't do conspiracy theories. But yeah. on that bombshell, we are out of time. We'll be back in 29 <laughs> minutes to um, talk about how politicians will move on from this place. Anyway, <laughs> bye-bye.